0: Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in The Beacon's Light. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. This message is proclaimed daily on the Watchman on the Wall podcast. You can listen to insightful interviews, current events from a biblical perspective, and prophecy that helps you make sense of the world around you as a podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Watchmen on the Wall on your favorite podcast platform. Watchmen on the Wall daily podcast is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartMedia, and TuneIn. Watchmen on the Wall daily podcast, another way to reach the world and proclaim that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. There are several places on earth that defy description. You know what I mean if you have ever seen places like the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, the Yosemite Valley, the coast of Maine, or Arches National Park. All these are natural wonders, or to be said another way, made by the hand of God we could make a much longer list with no effort. There are a number of places that are not natural, but man-made that are also beyond human comprehension, unless seen in person. Photographs don't do much for some things. Again, maybe you have had the opportunity to see some of these places. If we were to get together, we could make a list that would make us want to become world travelers as our full-time occupation. A number of years ago, we were privileged to travel with Noah Hutchings to Israel and Jordan. Crossing the border into Jordan was an interesting experience one of the few Arab countries at that time that had any relationship with Israel, it still gave one an odd feeling to be leaving Israel behind and crossing into a totally different world. In many ways, Israel was like being in the United States. An Arab country is not like that. But for Jordan, it was a necessity to play nice with Israel and the US. Why? Simply stated, tourism. Without tourist dollars, Jordan would be hurting. A large number of tours to Israel include a two- or three-day crossover into Jordan to see some of the sites there that are historically or biblically significant. If one is going to Jordan, it is almost an imperative to see the rock-red city of Petra, listed as one of the seven wonders of the world. If you're not familiar with Petra, do yourself a favor and do some research that includes color photographs. There is no other way to comprehend Petra. Maybe you saw the 1989 movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That movie put Petra on the map, so to speak, in that it propelled it to being one of the most visited tourist attractions and most visited archaeological sites in the world. Many who do not hold to a biblical timeline believe Petra was carved from the rocks about 10,000 years ago. By about 100 years before Christ, Petra had become the capital of the Nabataean Empire. Nabatea was an Arab state that gained its riches by holding control and taxing traders with camels loaded with exotic items from as far away as China, Arabia, Africa and India as they traveled the spice road to the markets of the West. Unless you are at the entrance to Petra, you would have no idea what is beyond. From higher elevation, natural viewpoints, It doesn't exist. To get to the city, one needs to travel about one mile, starting in Wadi Musa. During the first half of the walk, we saw tombs, carvings, sculptures, and ancient writing on the rock walls. Some of the carvings included elephants. Hinting traders from India were among travelers and traders from many ancient cultures. When we got to the Sikh, the half-mile-long narrow crack in the up to 250 feet steep rock walls that leads to the city, there is still no way to comprehend what you will find ahead. If it wasn't for all of the souvenir shops that fill the entrance area, you would never give a thought of what an interesting mile-long walk would reveal. The Nabataeans couldn't have wanted a better location for strategic defense. An invading army would have no chance to survive with no place for cover or exit other than to go back the way they came. There are no places where the rock passage is more than 10 feet wide. It is interesting that the word Petra is similar to Peter. Jesus gave Simon the name Peter, because of the relatively small stone his confession of Jesus as the Messiah represented as the bedrock of faith that would establish the soon-to-be-founded era of Christianity and the church that Jesus would head. As we walked through the Seek, it was impossible to miss an ancient clay pipe traveling along the left side wall. As the walkway continued, it was always descending in elevation. This pipe was constructed to provide water from outside Petra in time of drought. There is no natural water source in the city, which some believe housed as many as 30,000 people. The pipe was the backup system. Primary water supply was from the occasional flash floods that would wash down the Sikh. The water resulting was stored in cisterns. If you had never seen pictures and had not been given a hint, you would not be prepared for what was ready to be revealed as you walked the last hundred feet of the Sikh. Very narrow at first, then widening to give the ultimate Petra postcard view is the Treasury Building, as it's called. Carved into the red rock is this building facade, 150 feet high and about 100 feet wide. It demands standing to view it with mouth wide open and words like, Oh my goodness, being among the few that can be spoken. At this point in history, the best ideas that we have are that it was a temple or burial tomb of a revered Nabataean. Walking into it reveals no hints other than open rooms on either side of the central space. So why, you ask, did Petra cease to be a major city of the Biblical era? Annexed by Rome some 60 years before Christ, it was under Roman authority, but still an independent client state through the first century A.D. A serious earthquake in 363 A.D. caused enough damage that by 700 A.D. it had become virtually abandoned and unknown to the outside world until nearly 1000 A.D. For the adventurous, a walk through the city and expanse beyond will take one past a Roman-style amphitheater, which, after a Roman expansion effort, held some 8,500 people. There are many carved openings in the rocks at several levels that may have served as tombs all along the road. On the right and up a strenuous climb is another area that has tombs. When time is not an issue, at the bottom of the valley is a main street of sorts that crosses the valley and leads to another set of steps that seem to lead to the heavens. There was little to see after leaving the valley until this location, but getting there was worth the bragging rights. At the top is a wide open area and another expansive and impressive carved facade similar to the treasury building far below. Except in this area, the rock is not pink, but gray, and this is known as the monastery. It wasn't until 1929 that archaeologists began to excavate Petra, It might take many more years before they discover all of the secrets. Walking the paths and the stairs of Petra is an experience never to be forgotten. The people who lived there in the past had a rugged existence, and those who live there today making their living selling trinket souvenirs surely don't experience a life we would consider fulfilling. Considering the antiquity of the site, the incredible amount of hard labor to create all that is still there to see, it was a people with a considerable level of drive and purpose. Maybe there's an application we can draw from them to us today. We seem to be losing sight of the fact that hard work is needed to achieve a worthwhile goal. The concepts of socialism have crept into so much of our thinking that many expect government to provide for our needs. It's a foregone conclusion that the people of Petra of old suffered many hardships. They faced food and water shortages, as well as the unwelcome floods that occasionally washed through the area. Some traveling the Sikh before arriving at its terminus at the treasury would have no place to go if suddenly confronted by the rising floodwaters in the narrow gorge. Yet somehow they survived, and we can enjoy what is there to see today. Second Chronicles 15.7 has these encouraging words, Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Those from Petra have left the reward behind for us to marvel and stand in awe at the magnificent city of old. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin.